0: Welcome to the Degenerates Clubhouse, a place for less than distinguished gentlemen to discuss nonsense and f*** all tomfoolery with your hosts Aaron and Armando. Honestly, who's going to listen to this? What a couple of stupid fucking cunts.
1: Welcome to the Degenerates Clubhouse. Mondo, we have a goal today. Uh-huh. Got to get in and out. Okay. In and out. That's the goal for this episode, as opposed to... When the goal is to get in and out, in and out, in and out, which is when you have sex for the first time.
0: I always loved the reference to that in Clockwork Orange. What's that? In Clockwork Orange, like they would say in, out, instead of like the, the narrator, instead of saying fucking, he would say the old, give her the old, in and out, in, out. You don't remember that?
1: No. <laughs> no. No, I, I don't. I You know what? I actually think I subconsciously tried to retain as little information and memory from that movie as possible. You didn't like it? Eh, nah, you know what? Not something I really need in my brain.
0: It's kind of a bummer. It's kind of a bummer of a movie. Like yeah. It, like, you you feel kind of shitty.
1: Yeah. It's, it's kind of a gross, fucked up movie. And it was super edgy
0: at the time. It's like, oh, look at this guy. Well, Kubrick he, is a good... Uh, you know, his symbols and stuff that he hides in his movies.
1: Yeah. A, Kubrick, weird and edgy director. That's his thing. Mm-hmm. Makes all different types of movies, but they're all weird and edgy. Yep. So... In the, the effort of getting in and out, in and out, in and out. What is uh, all Florida man up to? Nothing phallic, I hope.
0: Florida man, Florida man, causing mayhem when he can. Driving drunk as a rule, alligators in his pool look out, Here comes the Florida man. Anyway, mm. Florida man, man wants to put up a six-foot penis statue in park as part of a religious display. Uh, a man is desperate to erect a six-foot penis statue in a local park with claims it's part of a religious... What the fuck? Going back to the article. Chad Stevens from Boca Raton in Florida has been sending emails far and wide to try and get permission for the 300-pound custom-made piece. His goal is to put the bizarre addition at Fort Lauderdale's fame corner at Las Olas, which plans to hire an off-duty police officer to protect his investment. Stevens has already received solid no from Deerfield Beach, but a possible maybe from Fort Lauderdale. These guys that write articles—they don't ever like double-check grammar or you know. So sometimes, if I get caught up, it's because these guys suck.
1: I don't like the fact that his name is Chaz Stevens. Okay, I'm offended by that. All right, why is his name Chaz? This is kind of just a douche name, anyway. I know exactly. It, it's just way too specific and accurate for this story.
0: Moving on. The atheist argues the statue is a religious display, just like the Christmas tree provided dis- displayed at Fort Lauderdale's Las Olas Oceanside Park. His phallic monument was inspired by Japan's Shinto Kanamara Matsuri Festival of the Steel Phallus, which celebrates love, fertility, and the male genitalia.
1: Excellent job reading that. Yeah holy shit so that's a real thing yeah wow japan's wild you know they're a very straight laced button-up culture and then they just get weird behind the scenes yeah so, so i wonder like do you, do you think they have their own giant penis statue and in japan is it only like four and a half feet tall <laughs> that was the japanese people of little, little dicks joke well yeah. like
0: asian people in general Uh, activist Robert Walsh told a news outlet that he hopes the city denies Stephen's request. "'Let him sue us. It's beyond vulgar. It's not art. Children are going to see that,' he said. "'It's just not appropriate for Las Olas. He's just doing this for his own narcissistic tendencies, so everyone is looking at Chaz again.'"
1: Just for some cultural background, I have pulled up a picture from this festival in Japan. There is a giant penis statue. It looks almost exactly the same. So he is being accurate, I guess, culturally, and the, the part that cracks me up is there's a, like a little uh, Japanese pagoda mm-hmm. erected behind the penis. Prime uh, use of erected. Anytime you can work erected into this story, you uh-huh. have to. I think it's like Journalism 101. That's what they teach you. You know, always cite your sources and then always write erected in stories about penises. That's like the first thing you learn. Uh-huh. Anyhow, but there's this very traditional-looking Japanese pagoda. And then there's the—and the, you know what? I think it is a little bit smaller I think it is a little bit smaller. I mean, it's a little
0: difficult to tell from the perspective, but yeah. Wait. So they let me. If they were to erect something like that in Africa, you think it would just be like it would just tower over the tallest building ever?
1: <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know if it would be quite that big, but yeah. I mean, I think I think color-wise, it would have to be a little different. Yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, especially, you know, in, in some African cultures, they're just very tall. So you want it, you want it to, to, to tower over the people. Yeah. So it's going to be, That's it's exactly going to be a little why. bit longer, you That's know? That's exactly why. I, I would like, also like to have one made that has some hydraulics. Uh-huh. And so it starts short and then, yeah, just, just, you know, as, as the, the festivities roll on as the the crowd gets a little bit more excited. How
0: about it reacts to like the seasons? Like when it gets cold, it just goes like really (laughs) small
1: and then... (laughs) That'd be amazing if they made it out of some uh, like heat sensitive material. Yeah. So it just expanded and contracted. I mean, but, but just dramatically.
0: Yeah. This comes after one grandma wanted a giant penis monument on her grave. Caterina Orduña Perez, 99, better known as Doña Cata by her community took an alternative, arguably iconic, approach to planning her farewell. She skipped over the flower arrangements and touching sentiments and instead opted for a statue that resembled a a five-and-a-half-foot-tall penis and balls weighing nearly 600 pounds. Whoa. Elephantitis of the grave marker. Uh, Her grandson, Álvaro Mota Limón, unveiled the hefty figure last summer. And that was it for the article What do you think, dude? Do you think, like, a giant dick in the middle of Lakewood somewhere would would be kind of cool? Just in terms of
1: statues in our country. Yeah. And I I feel like we've probably covered some stories where there are contentions (laughs) about different statues, you know, from people who tried to overthrow the country in Civil War vets and this, that, and the other. Honestly, not the worst thing. Right. It's it's a dick. You know what? (laughs) Like, 50% of the population has one. Not, not not that big of a deal. Like, whatever. You know what? I would love, like, right... Um, th- there There's a spot in uh, in Asbury Park where a lot of geese congregate, uh-huh. and I think that would be a perfect spot. Just a giant pink dick and just geese shitting and walking all over it. Perfect.
0: I think a more appropriate place would be, like, whatever the gay district or area is. You know what I mean? Like, in Long Beach, California, it'd be, like... Fourth and cherry right there. <laughs> it's a fucking It's there's pink rainbows everywhere, bunch of gay bars and it just needs a giant dick in the middle of it just to kind of put the put the uh cherry on top, I guess. <laughs> insert okay. insert phallic reference. Yeah, yeah. That was it for Florida man. Moving on to Ask Reddit. Reddit question number one. What is so ancient only an internet veteran can remember? Do you have one? I'm sure you've got one. You're a little more yeah, uh, so I remember,
1: like, it was like really pre-World Wide Web. At least me being aware of it, uh-huh. there was this Prodigy service uh-huh. where it was like its own, like, smaller, shittier version of the internet. Uh-huh. And and you know what, America Online was kind of the same, right? Like, you weren't accessing web pages exactly; you're accessing little sections of this of this website. Yeah, and it was very difficult to navigate. Right there wasn't. You know, let's just stick with the American because you probably remember that too, right?
0: AOL. You used to get the CDs, ten hours, <laughs> free.
1: Yeah, no, they would they would send you these CDs like people hand out uh, like flyers and and coupons at the uh, you know at the grocery store. You just get them constantly. Like I was saying, it it just wasn't clearly organized or there, there wasn't like you know, uh, a web address that you're typing in. You just had to, a lot of it was like a sort of a a graphic sort of overlay where like you're clicking pictures and going to different sections of the site. And it was always really hard to, you almost had to remember. It's like, okay, you have to click on this thing and you go to this thing and then you get to this part of AOL that you wanted to go to. And it was like uncovering little, little treasure troves. You'd find like a weird application or program or something that was, buried deep within the site. You're like, oh, where, where the fuck did this come from? What is this? And this, as a kid, you're, you're always looking for, for games or trying to find pictures and the pictures just a like low, low quality, blurry pixelated JPEG <laughs> would take like three and a half minutes to download. Yeah. And you're just watching it in real time where it's like, Oh, I could see their eyebrows now. Yeah. Okay. Now their nose and, Sure, I mean,
0: you were looking at eyebrows and noses. You were looking well, at... Well, no, that's the
1: first thing that loads, because it loaded oh. top to bottom. Oh, okay. And you're just kind of like, get to the fucking tits, let's go. <laughs> God damn it.
0: I did it too. <laughs> I like, waited like two hours for a fucking page to download just so you could see like one tit. It's like, yeah, I can go to the convenience store and go buy a Playboy, but... Dude, and this was 90s, so... it You know, it probably was
1: like... Like, for me, personally, I was probably like searching photos of like... You know, late 80s, early 90s models so like Cindy Crawford and uh, oh. Kathy Ireland. Yeah. Which, God, I don't even want to. I, I bet Cindy Crawford is still looks flawless, but I feel like for some reason Kathy Allen probably didn't age as well.
0: Uh, yeah, a lot of them.
1: If I wanted to look it up, I could download that picture in <laughs> the blink of an eye. Yeah.
0: I, re- I don't remember what came first, chicken or the egg, but I remember goofing around with MIRC, mm-hmm. like IRC channels. Kim. Where you'd be able to access other, like people would like designate a certain folder to share and you can access it through it. But it was all like almost in in like DOS format, like code where you have to do like all prompts mm-hmm. to access a certain thing. And then you have to go to the file and you'd have to know like the, the shortcuts and the keys to like um, the commands. You'd have to know the commands and the prompts to get to like, I want to download a song. And, you know, depending on how many songs you download, it would take different time but it was basically like napster before napster or maybe they they ran in side by side obviously napster was easier because it made the just the graphic user where you just click on that song or click and then they would download the old school ways you'd have to like type in a fucking code to, to make all that happen and i remember downloading like you know movies and games and mp3s and shit and you you really had to be kind of like a like a like a ninja with with the code part like, stuff. Like a ninja. Yeah, the, I was I was the, a code ninja. That's
1: dude. that's the second thing you learn. First is shurikens. You learn how to throw shurikens. Second thing
0: is coding. Coding in MIRC. And uh, yeah, I remember just it would take, it would take forever depending on what you try to download. You could download porn, obviously, but it would yeah you know the speeds and. Uh, uh, you, you thought you were a hacker, didn't you? You're like just yes, hacking into this. I thought it was kind of cool, like knowing how to like control like control c for co- uh, copy control v for paste and you'd like do that oh, for need, the, need, yeah yeah, yeah. No, keyboard I'm, shortcuts no but i'm saying like so advanced that, that in addition to like having to know how to execute a certain thing it was anyway it was it was funny to figure it out because it wasn't like like i'm sure you could have taken a class or something to learn how to do it but i learned it but just fucking with it like just fucking with the program and and um yeah, that was that was the good old the good old days of the interwebs. There's no way kids would have the patience for that kind of shit. Like now, it's got to be like, I need to press a button and get get what I want to get. There's no. I feel like there was so much hacker related
1: content, like in movies and shows. There was, there was we're gonna hack into the database, <laughs> and, and there were entire movies just about hackers. I and mean, wasn't that movie
0: Sneakers? Sneakers. Hackers was uh, Angelina Jolie, I believe. It's funny you say that because i was watching. I was watching *Son in Law* right now. It's on YouTube Movies for free, and I was watching *Son in Law* and like, Polly Shore goes and shows his like his little kid how to like hack into his computer. He just like does some random typing, and then like his he tries to explain. He tries to like break down what he did. He's like, "Well, I bypassed the mainframe He basically used like a bunch of lingo to make him sound smart, but none of it was like actual like. Like, I had to bypass bypass the mainframe and do the blah, 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 blah. And you're like, okay. Okay, Paulie sorry, you're not. So so just, yeah, sneakers. That was the one I was thinking of, though. Mm -hmm. Came out in
1: 1992. Was that Redford? Robert Redford? Computer hacker Martin, played by Robert Redford, heads a group of specialists who test the security of various San Francisco companies. Martin is approached by two national security agency officers who ask him to steal a newly invented decoder. So I guess he's not really hacking in the movie. He's just stealing something. But yeah. Um there was so much hacker content and it's now that there really actually are hackers like out there, you know, and everything is digital. I don't remember the last time there was a hacker-related movie or show or or maybe you think there there are and we're just so used to it that it doesn't register.
0: Well the last kind of sort of hacker-ish Realm movie I think was the Matrix. You remember the Matrix, like where uh, the the no, what was
1: that? Tell me more. Fuck you.
0: The main guy was like you know hacking into a system to try to download this thing, and then he got the prompt like follow the white rabbit and blah 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 blah. But yeah, there hasn't been a whole lot of stuff since. I don't think not now. It's which is funny because now
1: it is actually a lot more relevant, and there are uh, I, 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 hacking used to be so so basic. I there was a book I read called. I think it was something like the cuckoo's egg or the dodo's egg, something like that. It was a book about uh, like an actual hacker. It used to be, (laughs) they knew that people wouldn't reset default passwords. So like he would hack into things by just writing password as the password and just do that a ton. Or or it was like, there was something else like, you know, like guest one, two, three that was used a lot. And that was how he'd always get the first level of clearances. He would just put in password. And I remember reading that. I was like, this is, Really, what hacking used to be? Holy crap. Yeah. Now it actually is pretty, I think, elaborate and intricate. No hacking shows, Mondo.
0: Let's see what some of the Redditors had to say about that question. Uh, user Danny and his dinosaur rights, board.com. That's an actual website? Sounds like it. Board.com. I mean,
1: any at this point, any word that is like coherent is a website of some sort. I guess. All the
0: domains are, are taken. Uh, user blackout one, three, two, two writes when we used to risk getting viruses just to get cool cursors, (laughs) you used to risk getting viruses just to get like anything on the internet. Like it really was the, uh, the, uh, you know, internet security program software weren't that good back then. And even if you had one, you would still sometimes get caught with a malware or something that would fuck with your computer. And uh, you know, and then you'd have to reformat the whole thing and start all over. It's it was fucked to get a virus back in the day. User janky underscore pants writes all links were underlined.
1: Mm, that is true.
0: Oh yeah, huh? All the hyperlinks were blue and underlined.
1: And s- speaking of being a hacker, noting code, you could uh, even back then you could change the color if you put if you wrote the code differently. So instead of it being like blue for the link, and then turning you know, purple or whatever, you can make the link yellow and then it would turn green when you visited it. And that would just confuse everyone. So like then you what? just have to put it back. Because, yeah, people got programmed where, oh, a, a link I haven't visited is blue.
0: Uh, user It's Bulking Season Lads writes, if going on a long car journey, having to print off directions from MapQuest. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. not
1: really an internet thing. But, yeah, I mean, that is that is true. I still I still remember both doing that and then getting lost, being really off the beaten path. There was one time, Mondo, I got so lost in the directions, I just realized, like, I'm going to just drive east until (laughs) I hit a road I know. And, like, it was, like, two hours. shit. I finally got back. I'm like, oh, I'm in
0: New Jersey now. I know this road. And then I could get back. All right, Laxon, I'll read for that one. User Grendel54 writes, counters on web pages. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, yeah, that, every, well, there was you know wasn't you know the one that I really liked. It wasn't just counters because you,
1: you'd get to the bottom of the website, so there'd be like we had four thousand visitors. But uh, you remember the guest books? That one was even better. I don't remember that. Oh, so there was like a little you you could it was just like it sounds like there was like a little link and it would take you to a spot where you could wrote you uh, know write like I visited this website. So you would see you see a list of all the people who signed in. Saying that they came to the website.
0: What was the purpose of that? What's the purpose
1: of a counter? Just to show that there is traffic, and I
0: guess yeah, you're right. Um, that's it for Reddit question number one. Reddit question number two. What is the worst thing you've ever eaten? Let me think about it. You go first. So um, I've always thought of myself as like a very adventurous eater. Like, granted, when I was younger, when I was probably under ten. 15 i was pretty picky just like most kids i would only eat certain things or whatever and uh i forget what happened where i had someone was like hey try this dish and i was like no nah, i don't want to try it. it looks gross and then subsequently like they made me feel bad for not wanting to try their dish that they you know they took time to make and everything so i i felt guilty they gave they gave me gave me shame for not you know for saying that i wouldn't try something new. and then ever you know i grew up and then my my tastes change and, and and willingness to try other things change so when i was um, a banker at Citibank, i had this uh co-worker of mine who was probably if i was like 22 he was like 45 like he was twice my age he had this like weird gimp to his leg like he was born with this like this leg deficiency thing where he walked with like a hobble but he's otherwise a really sweet dude really cool guy and one day we had like some kind of like potluck something or other and he before he Brings his dishes. He's like, "Hey, Armando, do you want me? To, do you want me to bring something for you? I know you like to try weird shit." I was like, "Okay, bring it on." It was wrapped in plastic. It was called like I don't remember if it was called like a thousand year old egg or a hundred year old mm. egg or whatever, but it was like this egg that was fermented for I don't know how fucking long. And then on top of that, hundred years, bro. Probably, I believe it. And on top of that, um, so there was a the fermentation, and all that stuff. But then it was also like they. They basted it in, like, some kind of chili seasoning sauce thingy, vinegary thing. Opened the thing out of the plastic bag. The smell hits me, and that shit was fucking pretty rank. But I was like, fuck it. I said I was going to eat it. Took a bite of it, and I was like, oh, no, I do not like this. I woofed it down. I finished it out of respect for the guy that, you know, went out of his way to bring in an extra one for me. Uh, but I was I was not down with that. I was... I don't think I'd ever have that again.
1: I've probably just eaten some really terrible things when mm-hmm. I was hungry. I'm sure a lot of that had to do with the preparation, like things that weren't completely cooked. Or, I mean, I, I do, I do remember eating just completely raw hamburger, uh, and that wasn't even my fault. That was I was in a restaurant in New Jersey. Speaking of New Jersey, and I order a a medium rare hamburger. Uh huh. Pretty normal order, right? Yeah. And the waitress is like, you know, that's that's really terrible for you. You should get it medium. And I said, okay, thank you for your input. I would like it medium rare. Oh,
0: uh, like, yeah. And then she's
1: like, no, but for your health. And there's this whole back and forth. And this lasts probably like 30 seconds where she's just arguing with me. And I'm like, and I finally like, look, are you, you going to bring the medium rare hamburger or not? Like, that's what I'm ordering. Like, she gets all huffy and goes back in the kitchen and it comes out just raw like it was it, it was lightly warmed around the outside i mean i think the center of it was probably still frozen oh no i mean you could tell she went to the cook and she's like fuck this dude like <laughs> yeah
0: that's the one thing you'd learn if you ever wor- had worked like any kind of food service or fast food you're like you know sitting on that side of it like how you can fuck with somebody that pisses you off like how easy it is to just like Spitting their food or right. do some fucked up. So on now that you've, you know, now one has done that. You're like on the flip side, I'm never going to, I'm going to try my best to not piss off. Yeah.
1: But the thing is like, wh- what am I supposed to do? Yeah, I want a medium rare hamburger. Should I have just been like, Oh, okay. No, let me, let me not get what I'm asking for. And you bring, you bring me out. I've, uh, I've walked out of restaurants, so I probably would have done that except we were there to see, uh, my uncle, uh, mm-hmm. Give a musical performance, uh, so kind of what it defeated the purpose if we left yeah. before he started playing. Um, Makes sense. And she brought out that hamburger, and then there's like, it's like, oh, let me know how it is. You kind of give me that, yeah. Thing. And I, I ate it just a fucking spider. Oh no! Like the, there, was, there was, a battle of of uh, uh, of us just, just. I was gonna say a pissing match, and then yeah. I was like, I'm trying to imagine. I, <laughs> she was definitely a waitress, older lady, I, and you know what. I don't know why. I don't know how we took a weird turn here. I feel like she could pee standing up. Probably. I feel like <laughs> I, I feel like in somewhere in the New Jersey handbook, you know, like New Jersey Girl Scouts. Most places they teach you like uh, whittling and um, sewing. And I think in the New Jersey Girl Scouts they probably teach you how to pee standing up.
0: Yeah. Did Did you get sick from it at all? I don't think so. Yeah, I, it's kind of hard to get.
1: I had an iron stomach at that point. Not I so much anymore.
0: I've. Uh... I was in uh, I was with my last company and uh, and I was at like some company had an open house and invited vendors and I was one of their vendors I show up. And it was kind of a potluck BYO food type of deal, but obviously I was out of town so I had to bring some other dish. But one of the guys that was there locally had made a dish a, a Mexican dish called uh, carne azteca, which is just like Aztec meat basically. But it's it's essentially it's essentially what would be um, ceviche, but instead of fish, instead of raw fish marinating in, you know, the lime juices and the citrus and all this stuff, it's uh, raw ground beef. So it's mm. raw ground beef okay. with lime or lemon juice and salt and pepper and a bunch of other shit. And, you know, the, it's it's an interesting dish. You can't have too much of it. It's, you know, it's tartare. It's like people
1: yeah. eat well, like, the The one you just can't uh, eat raw is chicken you're you're just gambling with your life at that point
0: yeah i once read some meme thing where someone was like i like to order my chicken medium rare when i (laughs) no, you gotta get it cooked all the whole way through you (laughs) uh people are fucking dumb some of the users on reddit have had this to say user something Natias, i don't fuck you uh, was at a backyard concert. There was a bowl of jawbreakers. Grabbed one, chomped down, realized they were smoke bombs. Terrible, vile, spit and hacked and nearly threw up. Why would there be a bowl of just smoke bombs sitting in the middle of a backyard? I don't know. That's fucking gross. Uh, user AdKiller writes, my roommate's nails. He had clipped them and put them into my Coke can that, that he thought I was done with. Oh, no. That's fucking Gross. Have you ever drank so like a, a beer or something where someone like dropped a ash like a cigarette butt in there? No. Oh.
1: But I do remember uh, on one of my recruiting trips for for lacrosse, uh, you know, and it, with with lacrosse players, particularly from the East Coast, dipping is a big thing. Uh huh. And then when you dip, you have a spitter, meaning Ugh. it's usually and it's usually like a beer bottle, uh, or a can that they're spitting. The, you know the chewing tobacco and saliva into Ugh. and one of them <laughs> picked up a spitter thinking it was a beer bottle and took a swig of it and Ugh. then spit it all over the floor and i was Ugh. like i
0: that's- was
1: i was never going to ever start dipping but if the thought even crossed my mind all i have to do is think about this moment i
0: think i turn green and just vomit like just fucking just like force myself to fucking throw up that's disgusting Okay. Uh, last one I'll read for Reddit And we'll get the fuck out of here The um, uh, lady, user Lady Amphetamine Writes a stink bug crawled into my straw And I took a sip Stink bug in the mouth It took forever to get the taste out of my mouth mm. Yeah it's gotta ha- have some juices in there That are not They're not good for you uh, That was it for Ask Reddit Last segment for the episode We're gonna discuss A show on HBO Max Correct. Called The Last of Us, based off a video game.
1: Just to start. Okay. Just want to take a, a quick overview of HBO Max. I feel like right now, when it comes to the streaming services in general, in terms of consistency, I think they're probably putting out the highest quality stuff. Like some of the shows, maybe not your cup of tea, maybe not the genre you like. But I feel like in general, they do whatever that show is really well. Yeah. Yeah. Because we we've covered a couple things that have been on HBO Max. We did His Dark Materials. Uh, you know, maybe you don't like that sort of fantasy, but I think it's a really well made show. Uh-huh. One that I don't think you've seen, but I, I somehow got roped into watching was Euphoria. Mm-hmm. And I had just seen so many references and things to that show, where I was like, all right, I want to see one episode just to get the the general vibe of it. And I feel like it's like some 40-year-old writer-producers imagining of what they think teenagers are like, <laughs>
0: uh,
1: which is funny because I mean, these, these kids are like constantly partying. I think they go to school about 14 minutes a day. They're all into like drugs. And I mean, and I, I, I feel like teenagers these days are more, they're almost like corporate. Like they have shit to do. They have a schedule. They're, they're <laughs> Yeah,
0: they're nerds. They got, they're like yeah. way more nerds. It, it, it used to be uncool to be kind of thought of as a nerd, you know, in, in our time. And it became a cool thing to be a nerd. You know, being a skateboarder, being into video games, like, those are now like, okay, you're, you know, you're not, you're not made fun of because of you do something like that. So, so yeah, just in general, I think kids these days are more bookwormy, more bookwormy, but also it's like, they're like, I have life goals. I have shit I have to accomplish. I've got my five-year-old
1: plan. I'm like, you're 12. (laughs) what What are you talking about? Go, go play outside. Like, yeah. that is not productive to my life goals. But um, anyhow, th- just, this is just a general endorsement for HBO shows. And that gave me a lot of hope, right? Because we've seen a lot of video game uh, adaptations that go awry. Fair to say? Some, yeah. Like, yeah. like, what are some really terrible ones you could think of?
0: Well, uh, I don't think any of the, lo- the Laura... Tomb Raider movies were the movies themselves weren't the good weren't that great. I remember playing some of the video games and they were fun, and then you watch the movie, you're like, "eh."
1: Those were pretty bad. And then specifically, this same sort of uh, video game producer and writer had you know did a a series called Uncharted, Mm -hmm. and they tried to do an adaptation of that. With Tom Holland, and apparently it
0: was kind of a disaster. I didn't see it, but did you? Yeah, I saw the movie. I never played the video game, so I know I didn't have any reference to go off of. I, I I couldn't have been disappointed. It was just an action movie to me, and it was it was okay. It wasn't it wasn't great. It wasn't five star. It was fine.
1: My general impression of the, the movie—you could tell me if you think this is right or wrong—was it was just a bunch of sort of action sequences yeah. strung together, yeah. and there wasn't really a coherent plot. And what the the creator said was he was like they just tried to take a video game and put it onto film and he's like, that doesn't really work right like there's some parts in a video game that you shouldn't put on film I mean specifically you know and, and hopefully they didn't but in, in that uh, game you just kill a lot of people
0: <laughs> like like
1: an uncomfortable amount of people and in, in a video game you're kind of fine with it yeah but if you're one just watching Tom Holland just murder you sneak up and murder a bunch of people in cold blood. You might be like, "Huh, I don't <laughs> feel good about this." Like, I like, I, liked, I liked, uh, Tom Holland is sort of the plucky, um, you know, young fresh face, and I don't think I'm gonna ever look at him the same after watching him murder a lot of people. God, I gotta, I gotta pull the guy's name up. But the the Last of Us creators said that he was really apprehensive to have another one of his his games you know, made it into a a live action. One of the things he was the most happy about when he started talking to the the showrunners who did the last of us was that they had ideas on how to expand the game, how it wasn't going to just follow step-by-step the beats of the game. Mm -hmm. And we already saw some of that in the first episode. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so Aaron, Aaron played the game years back and, uh, and then uh, we knew this show was coming out. He's like, hey, dude, you want to borrow the video game so you can play it and watch or play the game through before this series comes out. So I literally got to borrow uh, Aaron's PS4, like, two weeks ago. And, like, I just, in the matter of, like, four or five days, I finished the entire game just so I could watch the uh, show with at least that kind of re- reference. And, um, well, sure. And, and the, the way I put it was... When you
1: play a game, it's definitely going to influence the way you watch the show and vice right. versa. And I was like, oh no, what if the show fucking sucks Yeah, and then it ruins the game for you? Yeah, I was like, I know the game is good. So I was like, I got to get it to Mondo so he can at least experience the game fresh and not have it ruined by the show.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like the same when you read a book, you know, you read the book and then the, you see the movie adaptation and m- most of the times the the movie doesn't do any, the, the book any justice. So I was afraid, yeah, I was afraid that if I played the game through that I watched the show and I'd be disappointed, but I, I, I played the game anyway, finished it nonetheless, said fuck it, you know. I, I figured Pedro Pascal's a good enough actor, and then that girl, Bella Ramsey, are good enough is a good enough actress that you're going to hire good actors and actresses, you're, you're probably, it's going to be very hard to fuck it up as long as the writing is decent, as long as it's decent. So watching this show, I came with that kind of perspective like i kind of know generally what's going to happen with the show but i'd like to see how they do it in film or is so so at this point just to to give if you are not familiar with the last of us at
1: all uh this this is a zombie related show kind of kind of no definitely it's they're zombies they're they're not like the traditional
0: yeah not the traditional i I eat brains i bite you you get bitten and then you become a zombie it's more it's a little bit different
1: there's a different slant but definitely a hundred percent uh a, a, a post apocalyptic zombie sort of show. It takes like initially it it uh, takes place a little bit earlier, and then you have a time jump, and then you're you're in this world where, you know these these and you know let, let's actually get into it. Let's let's go into the start of the show. Okay, because it was a little bit weird in the fact that the show, the the show The Last of Us, not the game, but the show started with this like 1960 something television show. Yeah. Uh where th- and I, I was I was also trying to figure out like what what is this show? Because it, it seemed to almost be kind of like a talk show. Talk show
0: where they're talking about science stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean the, the, the host is making like David Letterman esque jokes, but he's talking to pandemic scientists. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Huh. Not not probably what I would have booked if I was David Letterman in 1960. Maybe David Le- you know Letterman in you know, 2020, but, uh, and this, this one guy is laying out the fact that he's not worried about virus-based plagues. He's very cavalier about it too. He's like, yeah, like we always survive them, right? It's like maybe like several millions or hundreds of millions of people will die, but like we will persist, which makes sense, right?
0: Right. We made it through the Black Plague. I suppose. I don't know enough about science to say that that shit's true. But whatever. You go with it. You roll with it. When the guy's explaining it, this scientist guy's explaining it, you're like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, and
1: I think I think that's sort of borne out, right? Like, we, we have gone through some really gnarly viruses. And, and typically, the, the problem with viruses is either they're so deadly that they kill too quickly that they can't spread – or we can adapt quickly enough, and our immune systems—you um, know—maybe they 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 go from being a big problem to being really annoying before our whole species is wiped out. But this this sort of uh, very self-important, a little bit smug scientist, mm-hmm. his whole deal was like, "But what if it wasn't a virus, Mondo? What if it was a fungus? What if it was a fungus, Aaron?" Uh, well, and, and apparently th- this is what. Uh, the I was kept saying the the creator but neil Druckmann, who who wrote the last of us the, the, he heard about these ants um that get taken over by by a fungus and it completely changes their their brains like their whole mission in life they basically get controlled by this fungus and it rewires their yeah to to help them spread more fungus to more ants and this guy's like oh what if what if instead of ants it was people <gasps>
0: Oh my god, da, 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 Crazy. Da, da,
1: da. And then, yeah, and then we get with the last of us. So I thought that was—I mean, it was—it was nice to help set up the idea and introduce, like, oh, this is a different sort of zombie, yeah, zombie plague than you're used to. It's a fungal plague, which does make sense, dude. Hey, you know how fucking hard it
0: is just to get rid of mold in your house? Yeah, it's fucked up. You gotta basically, re- like, if you really want to get down to it, you gotta just take the entire wood out, like, it, depending on f- how fucked up it is. And
1: then we, we jump to, I forget when it is, but it, it's, it's prior to like present day. Yeah. And most of the, you know, most of the beginning of the episode is following, uh, not Joel, but his, his daughter, Sarah. Yeah. And her kind of experience of the day in your town that this whole virus breaks out. Yeah. Uh, not, sorry, fuck this fungus breaks out. <laughs> I'm so used to, I'm so programmed, to, uh, with zombie content. and, She's really kind of the protagonist through a good chunk of the first episode.
0: Yeah, you you get to watch, especially if you haven't played the video game, right? You go in with a blank slate. You're watching it. You see this girl, and it's you're 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 living what she's doing through her eyes. So you're like, okay, the, obviously, you're like your your thought is she's the central character. She's she's the lead. She's the main character. <laughs> so so to wrap it up.
1: With the non-spoiler segment of this, and then we'll get into some quick spoilers and get out of here. Mondo, in and out, in and out, in and out. You you kind of go through, because the first episode was long, right? Was it like 120 minutes? Uh, or? An hour and
0: a half, yeah.
1: Yeah, it was like a, a movie, basically. Yeah, a short movie. You, you follow her through the first half, and then you have a, a time jump to 20 years later, and then you follow her dad around, played by Pedro Pascal, who's just, he's, he's lost the, jo- the joie de vivre. Do you know what that is?
0: Uh, I'm gonna guess. Yeah, yeah. Joy in life.
1: Yeah, l- the joy of life. Joie okay. de vivre. Okay, sure. Joie de vivre. I, don't know, in, I think in and out. In and out. In and out. In and out. That is part of the joie de vivre for sure. So now let's let's just get into some spoilers and and recap of that episode and and just uh, get a quick discussion. And so so you're you're watching this whole thing. You know, unfold a lot of it felt very typical for, of, mo- of most outbreak type movies, right? Like things are a little bit off. Ooh, there's a lot of police cars on the on the street. What could that mean? you don't know shit
0: on the news saying people are getting sick and acting violent and
1: the the, the 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 part that I liked where I was like, oh, this would really have creeped me out was uh it's her dad's birthday, and she she steals some money to get his watch fixed, uh-huh. When she's at the watch, like the watchmaker, the The watch repairer, yeah. yeah. There his wife just comes in and she's like, We're getting the fuck out of here. Which the jeweler's wife. Yeah. And I was like, credit to that woman. She could have given the girl a little bit more context. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) The kind of first half of the episode ends with everything completely breaking out. There's pandemonium. People are turning into fungal zombies. And they're trying
0: to escape. What's what's scary, too, like the whole zombie lore mm-hmm. is that these are not, like, the slow-moving, like, unc- these are fucking fast zombies, like, fucking straight sprinting at your ass, trying to fucking, you know, infect you. Yeah, and we've seen that before,
1: you know, in, like, the, what is it, 28 Days Later? 28
0: Days Later has fast zombies. There's been a couple movies that do. I think uh, Train to Busan does fast zombies as well. Not in this
1: episode, but later on. The zombies get even weirder and more fucked up than yeah. I think. Mostly anything we've seen,
0: because it's a fungus. It's not. It's not like one and the same. Like the, the, as the fungus spreads, the more weird these infected people become.
1: Yeah. Well, and that was one of the things with the ants. Like it, it the fungus changes their physio- phil- physiology. Physiology. Thank you. Got caught up there. <laughs> took my 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 tongue left. Uh, took a left turn when I was trying to go right. Um, Aaron couldn't get his tongue in and out, in and out fast enough. That's what she said. Um, so, so anyhow, the, the the part that one I think was just very well done was we've seen this this sort of scene before, right? Trying to escape this cataclysmic thing. You know, the roads are jammed. We have to go this way. Yeah, we've seen it done before, but I think they did a really good job. Of executing that, yes, like particularly in shows where the budget isn't you know a hundred billion dollars, I don't know how much it is here. It, sometimes it can feel kind of janky, and I, I think they did a really really good job because they grounded the whole thing in Sarah's perspective. Yeah, so you are kind of seeing it through her eyes, and even though we've we've seen this sort of scene play out before, like she hasn't. Yeah, and you kind of
0: felt that you felt panic. Like, yeah, she's panicked. It's like, what the fuck? What's going on? Like, and then and then her. Her dad and her uncle are like not really cluing her in, and like they're not telling her what's going on. They're they're not painting a perfect picture. Well, because also they don't know. Yeah, and and but you feel that, right? You yeah. feel that
1: uncertainty and confusion, and they're just trying to get out. There there are, there is one part in particular. This is this is a, a double spoiler for you guys. In in the the game, one of the the turning points in this this sort of intro section is they're trying to escape. The roads are clogged. They're trying to go through city streets, and there's people running away. And it's, it really has that like rats jumping from a sinking ship feeling where it's yeah. like, why are they all running in the opposite direction we're going? And as they're trying to to back out, they get hit by a car. Yeah. And in, in that section, you're just bracing for it. If you've played the game, you're when like – When you're
0: watching the show, yeah. You're you're thinking they're going to replay that scene exactly the way the video game did it. And, and they they, they the oh. car the car comes close. You're like, oh, here it is. You're like, you see the car. You're like, oh, here it is. They're about to get t boned, and then the car doesn't hit them. You're like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> and it keeps the car keeps going, and you and you kind of relax for a second. You're yeah. like, oh, okay, I guess
1: maybe it's the car comes later, and then they get hit with a plane.
0: <laughs> yeah, then the plane crashes, and the fucking plane parts just start flying everywhere, and and yeah, then the plane. Demolishes the vehicle there and flips it over. But the ending of that
1: section was the same as the game, and that was one of the, the things in the game where you're just like, "Oh shit! Like, what? What am I in for?" Yeah. Because up until now, like, it has felt like Sarah is the protagonist. Yeah. And as they're trying to escape, you know, they're stopped by a soldier, and you're like, and, the, you the
0: military is trying to contain like the the zone where there's an
1: infected. You know, in the game, you're like, oh, great. You made it to the part where you're saved by the military. Yeah. And then you realize, uh uh-oh, they're they're just, like Mondo said, they're just trying to contain it by any means necessary. And the the soldier's given orders to to kill them and uh, shoots at Joel and Sarah, grazes Joel, hits Sarah, and then he's killed, the soldier's killed by Joel's brother, Tommy. Yeah. And I mean, it is just a, what the fuck, wait, you can't, you know, that's one of those things in games where you're like, yeah, there are rules. Like you don't, yeah, you don't kill little kids. Yeah. You don't kill, you don't kill kittens. You don't kill little kids. The main character has goddamn plot armor. Of course they're going to survive. Yeah. You don't kill the main character that you've become emotionally attached to yeah. in the first in the, in the game. I think it's like the first 15 minutes. Yeah. And in the show, that was actually one thing. They really f- like gave Sarah more screen time. You learn more yeah. about her life. They fleshed it out. Where you're like, you get really attached to her.
0: Again, and you're thinking, you're convinced, this show is about this girl. You're, you're thinking this Last of Us revolves around this little girl and her dad. That's what you're thinking. And then, both in the game and the show, oh, she gets shot and she bleeds out in, in her dad's arms? <laughs> what the fuck?
1: I mean, I, I think... It, it, it's not. It is not a fun, enjoyable scene to watch. No. That's not one where I'm like, you know, like let me let me go back and rewatch the scene of Sarah getting
0: killed. Yeah, really only need to see it once, but I think they did an excellent job. That's when that's when it's good writing, good storytelling, because you get invested in something, and then guess what? Your character that you're you're halfway invested in is killed. Well, and
1: and and good acting and filmmaking. Yeah, because um, to, to your point earlier, where it's like they got good actors. Because I feel like the 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 voice acting was so good in the game, and it's really hard not to compare what's happening in the show to what happened in the game. And I felt like it could have come out flat. It could have, you know, death scenes are hard, right? Sometimes they can feel really hokey. And I don't think that was the case at all. I think they no. nailed it. So then you get a time skip to 20 years later, and that whole beginning section, I think, in the storytelling is really, really crucial
0: because it's setting you up for what may be going in, in Joel's mind when he encounters. Yeah, well, so Joel does some morally questionable
1: things uh, throughout the whole yeah. story, right? And you need that that beginning just to to see how his perspective was shaped, kind of why he's wired the way he is. Yeah. So then it it, it basically picks up with uh, with with Joel in this. Like post apocalyptic world where they're in the quarantine zone, you know, everyone is, you know, they're, they're doing all these like side hustles, like selling pills and, and
0: you're doing shit labor and you're getting paid by, by the military in like rations. You're given yeah. like a ration ticket, like basically this is how you're going to eat by this little coupon.
1: Right. Oh, and, and this was, this was a, a nice touch just to really hit home like how much more fucked up it was in, in uh, the show. They've they've got Joel both doing his, his sort of illegal side hustles, but doing you know military designated work. And the military designated work is just carrying bo- bodies to like a funeral pyre yeah. just to be burned, burning them, um, which is shit. And then afterwards, he you know he goes to uh, to ask him like you know try to get a job for the next day. And I can't remember what the first job is, but the second job was has something to do with cleaning out the sewers. And he's just like, which one pays more? He's like the one with the, the shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's sometimes uh, that's sometimes how it goes. And then, and then you quickly learn that like, he, Joel, Joel has his own own stuff going on.
0: Yeah, he's uh, he's like smuggling uh, pharmaceuticals and distributing distributing them to the military personnel, and then they're giving him in, in, in you know in return like more food rations or like hey here's a place where you can go. You know, ransack this place, or there's this. He, they, 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 Basically, he's he's got an in. He's got an in with the with the law. So, so I, I like the world building they did. They they
1: spent a little bit more time just just on what that actual setup is, what the world is like, yeah. Than they did in the game. L- long story short, with that, it, uh, Joel's Joel's partner Tess uh, has an altercation with somebody. You know, like another a, another smuggler. And they they basically decide they have to go after him. This leads to to them killing him. And he was supposed to to have a very very special sort of smuggling project at the behest of the Fireflies, who are this sort of like resistance yeah. group, right? Like that that's one thing that I, again I don't think that was in the game, but like in the in the show you see the, these people getting executed just. Uh, was it hanging
0: or did they shoot them? They, no, they hung them. They had they had the gallows and yeah, they were hanging them.
1: Yeah, just just old school style lynching. You realize that this 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 uh, sort of guerrilla freedom fighting group, the Fireflies, is at odds with the military. They've been going back and forth. Um, I don't think they did hang them in the game, did they? I don't remember.
0: I don't think so. I don't remember.
1: So anyhow, you you in the in the show you skip the part where Joel just murders like hundred million people. <laughs> I thought I thought that was a good you know he's already not the most sympathetic character. Just like I was saying with Tom Holland, I'm like I, I think if you just murdered twenty of these other smugglers, that might be a problem. Yeah, they do kill the smuggler, the you know the the head smuggler, the guy that the guy that set him up. Just cold basically. blooded yep. too. Yep. Very very. This is a very like you know you or us sort of uh, world that they're crafting and. Then they get they get hooked up with Bella Ramsey, who
0: <laughs> that's the actress's name, not the character's name.
1: Yeah, and, and there there was a lot more with with her. Like, cause we don't in the game you don't meet Ellie. Yeah. Until, uh, until that point, but you kind of see her in captivity and
0: get to you get, you get the feeling she's a little bit of a
1: firecracker.
0: Yes, l- l- little rough around the edges. Yeah, she flips. Them off, she flips the people <laughs> off. She curses at them, and she's only like 15, 14 years old, and she's like "fuck you" and, and giving them the bird, and like, but, which you could kind of. I mean, any, anyone with with a little bit of fight in them, if you if you get detained and they don't tell you why they're they're locking you up, your responses will be like "fuck you, let me go." What's going on? Tell me something. Why am I being locked up? And they don't they don't answer any of these questions. They're like, they can't tell you. So this Firefly Resistance group. Who you think has, you know? Anytime you're going against the, the the establishment, you think the fireflies are the good guys, but then you, then you see them like, oh wait, they kidnapped this little girl. Like, what what the fuck's going on? Like, there's something, there's something that the fireflies aren't saying. It turns you find out, big reveal, big spoiler here is that Ellie was infected with this uh, fungus. fungus but she doesn't like like all these other people. She doesn't turn into like this mindless, zombie-like person. Uh, it it left like a, a disgusting scar on her arm. That was like the worst of it.
1: Yeah, and and we should have said this whole part of the show is taking place in Boston. Boston. Joel and Tess had just killed the smuggler that was supposed to smuggle Ellie out of town. Yeah, because the they, the Fireflies want to try to find a cure. That's they think that that's they can, you know, study Ellie and develop some sort of. A uh, fungal vaccine. Now it's kind of down to to Joel and Tess to get her out of
0: Dodge. So the fireflies they tell Joel like, "Hey, you're a you're good at smuggling shit. Smuggle this little kid out, and we got a place for you to take her. We got. A, you know, we're looking into uh, researching this, whatever. So Joel, ver- you know, Joel and Tess, reluctant at first, but then they, you know, they give them incentive to do, especially re- reluctant because within like. A tenth of a second
1: of meeting them, uh, Ellie tries to stab Joel. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's more or less where the episode ends. couple things. One, how did you feel about the portrayal of Ellie this far? I, I think, and I'm, I'm saying Ellie specifically because I'll just say, I think Pedro Pascal nailed Joel to a T. It feels like the, the game character, but also feels true to Pedro Pascal. It doesn't feel like he's trying to do a bad impression of the character yeah. from the game. So so let's
0: let's just start with Ellie. How so did you think about? Going to sound kind of weird. Bella Ramsey is a fantastic actress. Yeah, she when I saw her in the Game of Thrones, I was I was blown away. A lot of people were blown away. Like this little fucking girl's got some chops. So I had high hopes for her in this series. I think maybe it's just the way Bella looks. She, she does not have a, a
1: sort of sweet angelic face. Yeah,
0: she doesn't have a sweet angelic cutesy little innocent girl face. And and Bella right off the bat is like fuck you like like she she it's it's not it's not the cutesy little innocent girl you don't get that from bella ramsey's performance yeah well I'm, and you know what i that was something i had remarked
1: on when we because we watched the first episode together uh-huh. and i was like dude i think they made ellie way too hardcore yeah because the original character of ellie was actually based on a young ellen at, at that point ellen page really yeah yeah. yeah, and if you look, they they even look very similar. The voice actress actually sounds a little bit like a young Ellen Page. Mm. I had forgotten. I think that sort of colored my memory of the character because I forgot Ellie does try to stab Joel pretty early too in the game. Like Ellie was Ellie was also a firecracker, but it 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 was softened by both the way she looked and sound. She was this sort of like sweet, yeah. lithe looking girl, and she has that kind of Ellen Page. Voice where it's you know she just she it 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 softens her a lot yeah that's one where I think Bella Ramsey can overcome it she's a good actress but it, it it's just something about that character so far like
0: it, it was it was felt a little bit too rough a little bit um, yeah
1: too contentious
0: yeah which which without spoiling the rest of it right because I've played the the game through and I kind of expect some some of that stuff to follow along with the movie or the show. There's some things Ellie in the video game does where she, you know, you'll go from zero to 100 as far as her temperament. And you're like, holy shit, this little fucking kids, like, all of a sudden she's Chucky from Child's Play. Where I think in the in the show, she's already, her her base level of, like, aggression, aggression is already a little <laughs> higher. Yeah. So she's not going to have to climb that much more to do some of the crazy shit she will, what I think will eventually do in the show as well. And you know what? I, I think it'll
1: work, though. I think, yeah. I think so far it has been good enough where when they give Bella Ramsey the sort of softer, ten, more tender scenes to play, I think she'll be able to do those. And you just you just need that to balance out the rest of it. I
0: think her acting's going to be way better, more believable in those yeah. scenes. I think she'll pull off the, the emotionality way better. She's, or at least she's capable of, I think, doing it. Yeah, and... and she just she just hasn't had those yet, and she doesn't
1: naturally sound soft and sweet. So like, it, it'll be fine. That's what I think. That yeah. that is my hope and my my uh, my prediction thus far. And like I said, I alluded to earlier. I just I think Pedro Pascal has nailed Joel. He's great. I was worried that we would have another Witcher uh, yeah. <laughs> situation on our hands. Because I look, I I like Henry Cavell as much as the next guy. But to me, when he was in the, the Witcher show, it always sounded like he was doing a bad impression yeah. of the main character. He's, I'm, I'm trying to speak like Geralt. But it's like, Henry Cavill, he, just, he yeah. just doesn't sound natural. It sounds really forced. Like, bro, just, just, just make the character your own. And I, th- I think somehow Pedro Pascal both sounds like Joel, but it also feels really unique to Pedro Pascal, which is really important because like 90% of the show is just Joe and Ellie. Yeah. Joel and Ellie. Or
0: of the video game at least.
1: Yeah. Well, and and just, just like we we got a lot more of Sarah in the first episode than you do in the game, I think we're gonna get a lot more of other side characters. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm excited to see how that plays out because I think there's gonna be you know little bits of the story that we're only touched upon in the game that we're gonna see a lot more of in the show. Quick question Mando, what is your Mount Rushmore of zombie related, you know, shows and movies?
0: um that's a tough one i think i'd have to go with the walking dead uh sean of the dead (laughs) um 28 days later and then um i don't know i'd have to think about a couple other ones i've seen a ton of them so i there's there are four faces on mount rushmore i had to check (laughs) i always forget there's four or
1: five um what would this have to do to get up there uh for me that that's actually pretty similar like the twenty-eight days later and Sean and the Dead are up there for me too. Twenty-eight days later it was one of the first times we saw the Fast
0: Zombies. Mm-hmm. You're just like, holy shit, like this is terrifying. I, I think I think if if the Last of Us follows actual Okay, Game of Thrones did a lot, like really this very well, whether like a character does something and there's a consequence for that character's mm-hmm. action or or this person the, I pissed this person off. It'll come back later to bite me in the ass. Yeah. You know, and 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 you know the, the the direction people take, their actions, why they take certain actions. As long as this show follows that and doesn't just like, you know, throw something at you, you just believe it, just believe it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's got to be real. It's got to be stick to reality. Like how a character would respond in a certain scenario, which they the writing did, the writing in the video game at least made a lot of sense. Yeah. Um. So as long as they don't stray too far from that formula. I think they'll be they'll be all right. Well, and I think the
1: other thing that they have to nail is the character arcs. Because uh-huh. I I think in in certain shows, as long as it's consistent, you can even make some allowances for plotting if that the way the characters react to things, like the way it affects the character, yeah. feels consistent. Yeah, and that's probably I think the best part of the game is you know Joel starts in this place where. He just really has kind of checked out on life. Yeah. Like it kind of seems like emotionally, he kind of died that same day his daughter did. Yeah, and then you get this arc of him, kind of you know coming back alive emotionally he, again, and uh, his
0: walls go down some.
1: Yeah, and, and you know change, changing the way he's looking at the world, and like Ellie starting at a place where maybe she she innocent, perhaps not the right word, but maybe a little bit more naive maybe a little bit more trusting in yeah. a way she she kind of goes in the opposite direction and like i just i hope they they can capture that and play that out in, in a way that's maybe not just as good as the game but hopefully better where yeah. they can kind of expand upon that
0: yeah um so i assume we're going to be doing for bidget purge we're going to just be following last of us episode by episode the way we did willow crossing our fingers that this one this show does not suck it's it's not going to be it will
1: not be as bad as well so, there's no way
0: yeah so high hopes um Aaron do you have anything else to say before we wrap the episode up nah thank you guys for listening thank you guys for watching i really do appreciate when a friend family member whatever i haven't seen in a long time says hey dude i listen to your podcast and that shit was funny or or this i like this part of your episode or whatever like that 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 tells me we're doing a, an okay job <laughs> we're not we're not uh novices anymore but thank you guys for listening thank you guys for watching
1: dude we're at least podcasting blue belts now blue belts yeah
0: what's the one before blue belt white belt really it goes from white to blue yeah i always thought blue is pretty solid like as far as it is that's you've been okay it usually usually takes like at least a year two years to get a blue belt okay so we're a blue belt anyway (laughs) thanks for listening (laughs) thanks for watching we'll talk to you guys in a week bye